Hey, this is Neil. Today's episode is brought to you by AudiblePodcast.com. Go to AudiblePodcast.com slash the champs and you get a free audiobook download. You can go on there, download any book you want. There's hundreds of thousands, including the number one Audible book right now, Flash Boys by Michael Lewis. Um, it was all over the paper a couple weeks ago uh, and it was on 60 Minutes. Basically, dudes with super high-speed connections to the internet are fucking with the stock market and uh they're getting the jump etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's interesting and it's really well told michael lewis wrote moneyball which is also on there he wrote blindside he's like a really good easy writer to read you can also download those if you want um and as well as our guest today russell simmons has a book on there he didn't read it though so there's no lisping um success success i just lisp like him success through stillness um so go on there uh you could download that audiblepodcast.com slash the champs you're gonna get a free book to start which is pretty good deal you pick out any 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 book you like my friend they got the game of thrones they got uh there's a new johnny carson book there's tons of books on there um all right audiblepodcast.com slash the champs go do it pick yourself out a book to have somebody else read it to you. Okay? You don't got to do nothing. Close your eyes. Listen. All right. Bye. Yet our best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight. Now you're fucking with the champs. This is off. This is all off the record. Yeah, we should. Hey, we're here. We uh, we're here. We're poolside. It's this is first podcast. for us. This is exciting. You might be able to hear the, the. Yeah, you're probably the richest guest we've ever had. Is that right? That's some bullshit. Uh, house. I can put good. this house in my ex-wife's jacuzzi. <laughs> Y'all niggas trying to make me seem rich. Don't do that to the audience. My house is a normal size house. No, this is not a normal size house. It's 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 uh it's less than normal in Beverly Hills. How's that? <laughs> yeah, fun. no, this is in on the street you live it's on. This modest is house, right? Yeah. Do you recognize that voice? Do you recognize that voice? Do you recognize Maybe you recognize it from voice. "Thanks for coming out." God bless you. Good night. Real recognize, real nigga. <laughs> uh, we I gotta say this is uh, it's it's Russell Simmons. We have uh, had a very good first few moments in his uh, modest sized house. Y'all niggas get it as sun. I can't believe that. We've been called yeah, the we're in the shade. Many times. We're We've been called the N word many that. times. It's not cool. No, we like it. Uh, no, we love it. Of well, course. if you have a slave in your in your ancestry, and you can you know, use the N word. If not, don't use it. He's got it. You're Jewish. I mean, yeah, yeah. If you go back, yeah, far but enough. that's a different kind. How far then back? You have another word. I don't know what the word is. I, and I and I don't Kike. know that you guys have decided to own that word. I <laughs> I certainly have not used it. You know, recently. You know, it's not a great idea. You, I don't think I. You used it. Five times in the last five minutes. Kike? Oh, Kike? No, no, no. no that's I, me. The All right, yeah, yeah. Me. Kike, no, I don't. Kike's not. You're not going to want to do that. No, no one wins when you say Kike. No one wins. All right, <laughs> let's talk about you. I want to talk about your book. I do too. What is the book? The book is, look, for. for these motherfuckers are just sawing and shit. There's a lot of. It's all right. These mics don't pick shit up. They don't pick it up? Okay. Yeah. My book, 
I wrote this book because for 20 years I've been meditating, and you know I've taken my life took a turn 25 years ago, you know, towards sobriety, and and 20 years ago I I went to yoga. There was so many chicks in there. There was two gay guys, myself, and 58 beautiful girls, and Bobby Shriver who took me. Um, his sexuality is still a question, so I don't I can't say that he's. But but anyway, it was us and the girls, and it was really fun. And I came out of class, I was high as hell. I went for the girls, but I came out. With this high, so it and worked. I, the yoga class, yeah, oh, it, it worked I, like the way it's as advertised. Meaning, advertised. I went there because of the chicks. I, I came out with something else. There was a second of presence. One of the dudes. The second of presence. No, I didn't really. <laughs> I, I didn't really you know, care for the guys. I didn't dis. I did not care for them. You know. No, you, you don't know, want to shit a on them. Big advocate for. Um, that's dirty. Yeah, no. No, you literally you don't want to shit on You want to yeah, shit on the true. girls. You want to, I mean, if you got to no, shit on somebody. Sh- I don't want to shit You don't want to shit on anybody. I'm not. All right, fair enough. That's a, that was from your drunk days. Go you. ahead. Right, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's fucked. <laughs> but no, listen, I went because, it, you know, I thought it would be fun. And, you know, obviously I, and I was there because a lot of hot chicks. And I came out of class, first class. I'm sitting at, outside the class. And I'm, I'm, for a moment, I had a couple of seconds of presence extended seconds of presence not a shock like a joke happens and everything goes away the future the past and the joke tickles you and you laugh or you see a sunset and everything stops and that moment is is something that you want to reenact you know when you can't go back to the same sunset always because it doesn't always work or if you're playing basketball you you fall into a zone don't you you know you guys probably don't play ball right you're not basketball again, it's very again it's very racist of you it's to very racist you don't play basketball I play basketball. Mine. It's your sexuality. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Fair but, enough. <laughs> but that's not true. There are, new, there are new gay basketball players coming up all the time, and I'm glad that we... Uh, not all the time. Once a year so far. <laughs> one period. So one, far. one so far. Well, but one it was one last year. But there's so, guys there in the go. locker room yeah. cheering him on, and there's straight guys like me cheering him on. Yeah. Oh, every, I think everybody's cheering him on. Although one player apparently said some fuck. On. One guy said something shit on the court, apparently. I hate when people try to act like shit don't exist. They're not yeah. all cheering him on. Yeah. These my homophobic motherfuckers everywhere, so we have to be careful about accepting that, oh, everybody's all right with it because right. they're not all cheering the president on him being a nigga and all. No. They, you know, they, they're making up reasons that, you know, to hate him and then, you know, that they don't know what motivated even necessarily by race or sex right. discrimination. They just do Does it. that frustrate you, by the way? This is a sidebar, but do you see that? Because I have a hard time explaining to, to like, people that go, he's a communist, just shit they say about Obama, and you want to explain to them, like, you know you're only saying that because I never he's black. say that. I don't usually say it cuz I don't like, I don't have proof of that in each case right. and I don't really like to throw race around because it's it, it's hurtful um in the first place the whole thing and the you know I'm not into segregation. I'm in Hollywood. I mean I yeah. live in the most segregated place in the planet. Former media there is, you know, there's nothing more segregated than a Hollywood community. Um but so but but I'm looking I'm I moved here to work on that. But we let's get back to my coming out of class and feeling a, a couple of seconds of presence and how exciting yeah. that was. And were you surprised? Did that surprise you? Oh, of course. You I, yeah, I didn't know that, you know, that, um, you know, doing the asana practice would be such a, an exciting experience. After effect was going to be so special. And I didn't, I didn't know that, no. But, you know, a basketball player gets in the zone. He doesn't miss a shot. He's the expanded consciousness that you get at a moment of clarity that could be extended, you know, and you could become this great, you know, focused, you know, uh, human being with, you know, this uh, enhanced brain, you know, uh, functionality uh, that you could have all this stuff happen, you know, is, is you know, and that you can turn it on and off, is what we're trying to do, turn it on, you know, more often than not. Why turn it off? 
Out of, well, I, know, just I, out of curiosity. I didn't, I didn't mean to say trash. Okay. Like, you know, just the fact that you could expand on the, min- the minutes of presence. You know, where a corpse and a sunset are both beautiful, you know, and the miracles uh, that are unfolding in front of you, you actually see them. You drive your car, not miss any flowers. Right. This is what they mean by a state of yoga, a state of uh, Christ consciousness, a state of nirvana, a state of samadhi, a state of taqwa for Muslims. All the prophets, you know, I don't want to make this a religious thing, but all the prophets talked about be still and know. And so I found that uh, 20 some odd years ago, 21 or two years ago, I got addicted to that. You know, shortly after my first yoga class, I became a meditator. And I gave a teacher to Oprah and a teacher to Ellen DeGeneres and a teacher to this person and that person, all in an effort to spread this, this practice because I want everybody to have the experience. I meditate with my children every morning before I take them to school. Um, For how long? 20 minutes. And they're into it? How old are they? They're into it. But at first, their mother is very strict. Their mother, she's uh, 15 years, she had a foot of my neck. And she, she's a great disciplinarian. She's and, a tiger mom. Yeah, wonderful mother. And uh, she like, sit your ass down. And they sit your ass down and meditate, you motherfuckers. And don't blink, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what and the Muslims call taqwa. And and patient. And they're patient. And I think people don't know that all you need is a little bit of patience. And a mantra, or a little bit of patience and the breath. I mean, my book is a mantra-based meditation I teach, but very simple. My book is very simple to teach people. I mean, and, and, you know, it used to be, oh, look what it says in the scripture. Look what, look what the, the Bible and the Quran and the Torah and the, and the Buddhist scriptures and look what the Yoga Sutras say. Look at all of these. And it used to be that, right? And then you know, say, well, it's universal because all the prophets said the same thing. And all of these uh, ideas of stillness or presence are re- promoted over and over again. But now what we have is research that is scientific, that is proof about you can look at the brain and you can see the gray matter in the brain grows. It's the only thing that works. According to science, so far, it's the only meditation is the only thing proven to make you happier. That is an amazing, amazing um, uh, uh, revelation. Yeah, you know, I'm, gl- I'm happy book. to tell you. I'm no, glad no, I was... no, it's in my book. <laughs> okay, hey, by the way, hold the mic closer to this. It's in yeah. my book. Thank you yeah. for telling me. You read my book, right? But I didn't, but I, 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 I read my I book. Don't need, you know what's funny about this book? Haven't even told us the fucking name of it. But why the fuck are you here? You because <laughs> no, you the book is we wanted to well, talk on to the you. bestsellers chart. If you you know, it's it's been on there for three weeks. It's called Success Through Stillness. Great meditation made simple. Success. Through Stillness, Meditation Made Simple. And the other books I've written on happiness um, have been bestsellers. And there's always been a chapter on meditation. People have always asked me to expound on those words and, uh, and, um, and you know, also to teach them how. And so this book is a how-to book, but I think a lot of it is really what the research is. I think people are interested in the research. Okay. So with that in mind, what was your life like before Meditation. Can we just go over your whole life? Because I think you have a, you've had a we pretty... We can do a little bit of that, but I just got, just look at online at Arsenio. I was on Arsenio for an hour last night. One entire hour. And it's like my book is on there for a minute. It's like, I, you know, it, was a, it became a Def Jam, you know, what do I think about the N-word? What do I think about Kanye West and Beyonce's and Bill O'Reilly yelling at me about... Because Bill O'Reilly also, I went to him to talk about my book and he... Starts to ask me about Beyonce, you know. So I, I'm careful that, you know, that yeah. we discuss what the gift I want to give. I'm giving the money away. Oh, that's I'm cool. I'm giving the book to 
people as an offering because I want to change their lives and make them happier and make them more conscious and, you know, more compassionate and successful, you know, because you can't make no money in the future. The, the more you can extend your seconds in the presence, the greater thoughtful, uh, more thoughtful and the more present and awake and giving you can be. And I think that good givers are great getters. We want people to have the freedom to be good givers and, and to, to, to you know, let go of this anxiety that causes so much sickness and suffering. We want to relieve them of that. And that's why, that's why the book is so important to me. Um, I, you know, again, it's, it's something I want to put in every school. I want to go to Chicago. I want to get Rahm Emanuel, who's the mayor, and I want to get the chancellor. And I want to have a big experiment. Even though we have many schools around this country where there's been huge reductions in violence and greater uh, brain functionality, as I, I discussed, and more expansive, happy children who learn better and their scholastic achievement goes up dramatically and the relationship with their, 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 their friends and family changes for the better. And all that proof is there, but let's just do it and let everybody watch. Let's make a big deal of Chicago where sometimes as many as 80 kids can get shot in a weekend it may not be news, but it's greater battle zone than Iraq ever was. Yes. There's no point in Iraq where it was worse than some little parts of Chicago. And that, that reality is not shared. So I want to go there. I want to shed the light on Chicago. And can you tell me this Mike can't pick that nigga beating on that hand right there? <laughs> he may have picked that. <laughs> hey, stay in the up. moment, man. No, no, I, I am in a moment. I'm aware of the pounding, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> all right, well, all right, let's, get, let's go to the life stuff and compare it. Because I a, don't want to, when you're promoting a book, you have to walk I'm the happy between. to talk about I, I took right. every drug they made. I didn't take the new shit. Like, I missed out on crystal meth. Yeah, I missed out on that, too. Yeah. I haven't taken that. But I, I took think, everything else. I don't think it's good. But how no, is your not life good. been different? It's, it's, not, it's probably worse than the angel dust I smoked a lot of. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, yeah, so you actually did smoke a lot of dust. A lot of water. I was a waterhead. What is water? Dust. Oh, water. In the hood, we call it water. Uh, I told Snoopy, he said, yeah, I used to take a dip in the pool, too. I was like, damn, I never heard that. <laughs> like, you know, old water. niggas getting together to talk about, you know, wait, wait, the horrible drug, what they angel used dust. to do. Uh, how did you get about involved? what they used to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, man, yeah, and how? Yeah, and now you exchange doctors. Like you know who's good for the neck? That's what <laughs> uh, uh, man, My I, man I, told me Captain Dennis Muhammad, the guy in the Nation of Islam, who does this anti-violence program around the country, and we were hanging out, and he does my security when I travel. Sometimes I never do security, but he, they hire him for me. So and I always let him hire him because he's such a wonderful right. person. He said, "Damn, Russ, we've been together many years. We're over here swapping medication." <laughs> yeah, no. I gave him a Cialis. It... He gave me a, a, a volume because I couldn't sleep, and we were swapping me medication. That's kind of funny. Yeah, that's basically what happens. I think in the Bay they called it chewy. What's they that? called PCP? I oh, chewy? chewy like a motherfucking nut. I believe that was a Mac Dre song. Yeah, your glasses are fucking phenomenal, nigga. Oh, thank you, you, look, you very much. Yeah, I'm thank you very much. And your hair's done impeccable. Hey, yeah. man, look, <laughs> you're that type that. of dude, right? I, mean, my, that I don't know if you notice that the pants match the glasses. It's not a big deal. It's just it's all, right. Man. <laughs> all right. So if I'm here. if I'm 20, yeah. tell me who you are. If I'm a 20 year old and I don't know, I'm the guy who sells the rush card on the commercial, on a TV commercial. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, no, I tell tell that financial service. I didn't borrow it or put my name on it as they suggested in their financial service manuals and books and, and all of their blogs. I invented it. American Express came after me. Walmart came after me. I hate, I, I'm not an ego guy, but I, I hate saying, well, he smacked his name on it and they didn't like the idea of it. And I got through a lot of fighting with people about Who how valuable. Who financed it? I, I funded it. I built my financial service company. 
I eventually sold a piece to Carlisle Group and to Axel Management. And we keep growing, and, you know, it's great. Is that where you get most of your income from now? Um, I would say that's probably my most successful venture right now. But I'm doing a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows, and I'm shipping Macy's clothes right now. I'm shipping Macy's uh, Argyle Culture, which is, you know, my fashion brand. A different, Ar- it's called Argyle Culture? Argyle Culture, yeah. Great. But, but back to the, the book and the reason for it is just, I think it, it'll, if we could get, like, I got Rita Ora. You know who she is? Yeah. She's the it girl, right? I know she's the it girl because my daughter said, oh, my God, you were hanging out with Rita Ora? I was like, yeah, but I was with Beyonce. I don't give a fuck you talking about Rita. She cares about Rita Ora, my right. daughter. And her friends, when Rita tweeted out, because I t- found it out, I said, tweet out something with my daughter's name in it. And she tweeted out, Instagrammed, um, I'm, you know, reading Russell's book, which she already read it, but she's reading Russell's book. And um, mainly your dad is cool. It made my daughter the coolest person on the planet. Yeah, great. But her reading my book as the it girl, you know, I don't know if she's 21, 22, whatever she is. She's, uh, Chloe Kardashian tweeting out my Sunday read and a picture of my book. And then Justin Bieber tweeting to me, I want to learn to meditate, Uncle Russ. Those things mean everything. Because I have been in the midst of social and political activism and found that all the activists in the world and all the civil rights organizations in the world and all of the celebrity even in the world doesn't mean shit till Justin Bieber tweets that shit out. Like the discussion about the prison industrial complex where we all wrote a letter. I wrote the letter. Actually, everybody signed on. We're requesting change in those laws which have affected, ill-affected, and in, in fact destroyed the fabric of some black communities across this country. Um, where the Rockefeller drug laws? Well, we changed the drug laws, the Rockefeller drug laws, but they're still more recently. Okay. The national. You, so you did get that change. I got a change. I got. Yeah. The, I got the pen when the governor signed the bill. Congrats, man! That's a big deal. It was a big deal. They made yeah. a movie about it called Lockdown USA. Um, so that was a good chapter in my life. Probably the best thing I've ever done because people still come home from jail and thank me. You heard about that prison, those prisons in India where they're putting the people in the Vipassana r- retreats. The, they're like locking up. People that are lifers in prison in India, they'll put them in these silent meditation retreats for like two weeks, and then they come back literally tr- like transformed people. Do they really? Yeah, it's like a. Do you know that's about your that? next I, shit. I didn't know about that, but I do want uh, prisons to have meditations. I want schools to have meditation. I want people to sit and and accept the perfection that it, 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 you know that's given. But you how know, do you? I, I mean, I'm saying I don't sound too fucking lofty with that rap, but it's real talk that. There's, this world is beautiful, and being in it is a blessing. And you can't know that if the world informs you. It has to be from inside out, not from outside in. Right. I mean, that's my question. And linking them, that I think is a link between the book and sort of the Def Jam stuff and the whole life. Like, how do you bring this a message like what you're talking about in the book to not Justin Bieber, but to inner city Chicago? Well, through, like, how is that a through, resonant message? Through Rita Ora. Mm hmm through Jay-Z, through whoever, you know. I mean, I sent Beyonce a teacher the other day. I pray that she uses it and talks about it. I gave Oprah a teacher. She talked about it like crazy, right? Meaning you set up a bunch I, of sessions? I sent um, Bob Roth from the David Lynch Foundation to teach her, and he ended up teaching her whole staff. And I sent Bob Roth also from the David Lynch Foundation to teach Ellen DeGeneres, and she joined our board, our advisory board, and has done lots to help further our cause of getting kids to meditate. Oh, it's transcendental meditation. Is That's that- transcendental meditation, and I believe in that. Mm-hmm. But I believe in mantra-based meditation as an easy route. But all meditation is good. You know, yeah. anything that quiets the mind. I don't really. I'm not. You know. Um, you know. Bent on. You know what kind. So long as you sit in quiet or stillness, and if it comes that it's a lead meditation, and someone's talking, and it brings you into a stillness, 
then great. My book, again, is, is, is a lot like Transcendental Meditation. I won't say it because I didn't charge for the mantra, and I don't have secret mantras. I gave away one mass mantra. It's rum. I can give it to you. Right? You don't have to buy the book. Rum, 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 That's rum, it? rum, 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 rum. Not the alcohol. Just rum, rum, rum. Water, water. <laughs> no. Water. <laughs> <laughs> Go into the pool with Snoop. Uh, but, but the rum thing, funny as it might sound, it's a nice little vibration. You repeat it to yourself. You sit. Be patient. Your mind's going to say, fuck you, I'm not going to meditate. Well, that's, that's my problem, because the problem, the times I've met, I've, I've gone him. I'm going to tell periods. me every reason why he can't meditate. There have been periods where I've meditated a lot, and it's been very helpful. Right now, I'm doing a bunch of shit with various therapists, etc., where I'm trying to get more in my body, because I'm very cerebral. And so it's, it's, I have to try to remind myself every five seconds, like, you got to be in your body, and it's really, really hard. Well... If you sit and you put the alarm on for 20 minutes and you say, I'm fucking stuck here. I'm going to repeat the mantra and if a thought comes, I'll think the thought. Maybe it'll be a sexual thought. Maybe it'll be a, you know, something that was disturbing, but when you watch it from a distance, it's not as disturbing. You watch your thoughts when they come and they go and you sit and you're patient. And your mind will tell you, I'm not going to meditate. But within four or five minutes, your mind's like, oh shit, I'm meditating. And then it'll start trying to twist you out again. Right. It'll bounce around some more, and then it'll transcend the thoughts even more. Well, that's the thing about meditation. No one, you never get great. I mean, you can just hope to improve, but you never perfect it, right? Um, there are people who are great concentrators, thereby being great meditators, who can be totally still on an image or an idea or a mantra. Um, more, more concentra- can concentrate better than others. There's some whose minds just float around, but there's still a nervous system calms, and the mind calms no matter what when the nervous system calms. And so goes the, the mind when the nervous system goes. can't get away from it. So the reality is anyone can meditate. My kids, 11 and 14, have been meditating for three years, one for four. Ming since 10 and Yoki since 8. Great meditators. So it's just a question of sitting. You're stuck with that alarm clock. You know, we all can sit for 20 minutes. If we're in decent shape, we can sit up without too much affliction for 20 minutes and be comfortable. And so that's what I want people to experience, that they can go inside. Rather what than do you the, make of people? People listen to this are probably like yeah. some hippie shit. Yeah, totally. I'm not a hippie type of motherfucker. I'm, I'm not giving hippie rap. I'm giving the same rap. You think that all the prophets are wrong? I'm not saying that they're like right about, you know, come out of a burning bush or they flew or they got out of the grave and walked around. I'm not saying all that. I'm just saying, you think that the smartest, most inspired spirits who gave us direction on how to be happy are wrong? What's in the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, and the Yoga Sutras, and the Bhagavad Gita, and the, and the Buddhist scripture is all wrong? It's all the same. So, what the fuck, how could it all be wrong from different parts of the globe? different languages, different colors, same fucking rap. So your mother tells you, don't walk in the fire. And you walk in the fire and say, oh shit, that burns. And I told you, stupid. And so it's kind of like when the prophet said, be still, because every prophet said to be still. So you don't have to try it. You can live on the outside world and the distractions of the world and the fluctuations of the mind can cause sickness and sadness. Or you can go inside and you can move towards a more perfect union. Uh, and that's really taught again and again and again. And as you get a glimpse of it, you find the truth. You find that morning meditation is better than late night drinking. 
you really discover it. All right, let me let me try this into the rest of your life. The first thing, how old were you when you started Def Jam? Oh, I was a kid. Probably 21. Okay, so did you go to school, anything like that I went before to school, that? school, yeah. Okay, so that's the first. 14 th- credits at City College. 114? Three credits short. Oh, to get the degree? Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, I feel like. It's cooler if you don't do it. Yeah, now you wrote a book. You're published, man. I read many books, though. See? I only wrote one. Okay, so the first thing you do. That was just stupid. (laughs) The first thing you do is create a a record label that basically explodes, for for lack of a better term. Well, you know, first thing that you see that I did that, look, this, this life. It's very funny when people think about explosions or, uh, or shifts in people's lives, lives. This is all on the outside is manufactured, and we try to make our spirit live up to the, 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 what the world expects you to, to, to like, the, I made it rap. All our people that make it want to do is make it more. All the people who don't make it want to do is make it, and all it just goes on and on this cycle of what the outside world can give you. Life, it's called the hedonic treadmill. Right. Life only, only, only uh, is about being happy. And life only, only, only is about a quiet, comfortable seat. When you can sit in a state of needing nothing, that is it. That's super rich. And I couldn't call my book Christ Consciousness or Nirvana right. or Samadhi or Takwa. I could call it. By the way, that rich. sounds like the next season of Deaf Poetry Jam. The, those would be the guests, Samadhi, forget <laughs> it. Takwa. I mean, we but have why? To do jokes wh- every so often. You I, don't know, I don't know. Some of your shit is funnier than others. <laughs> <laughs> Never were truer words it. spoken. But Tell me about I'm it. I'm saying every so often you got a good one. Every so often, no, but I'll, it, I'll come I mean, singer. Some why? shits get a quiet, get quiet response. Like I looked at you. Some you just hear I, hammering. I didn't allow you the freedom to tell a joke. I just wanted you to be funny. No, I appreciate you. You were. I wanted you to be happy. No, but um, why? Why success? I mean, but I mean, that's. I that's don't the mind. Question. Why, why get stuff? Why I get stuff to give stuff, and I get stuff for the fun of it, and it's just fun. The whole work itself. The work is the prayer. But what I'm saying is, there because, and I know that, although I don't always buy into that. You know, I bought a new car, and I drove it around the corner, and it made me very uh, okay because I didn't give a fuck. I bought a new car, and I was excited, excited, excited. Drove around the corner, and I parked it. It made me very sad because I thought it was worth something. So when I didn't give a fuck, it was okay to drive the new car. But when I cared about my car and I drove it, and I said, that's $300,000? That's what the Rolls Royce cost back then. Like, that's it? I can know how niggas get sad getting rich because every time they get a new toy, yeah. it becomes less and less satisfying, and they want more new toys, and they just don't know how to get off that treadmill. Well, that's yeah. exactly right. I that's was the thinking- cause of all your suffering. Needing nothing is the cause of bliss, and needing neediness is the cause so of hard. suffering. It's so hard to believe that because every message is the opposite of that but that's why you got to go inside but yeah that's i was just thinking about that and yesterday. having faith in it is different from actually living it every single moment you just you have more and more faith as you gain faith in this idea of uh, of you chase nothing right this is what the, you know, the scripture says chase nothing but if you chase anything chase needing nothing <laughs> you know this this is kind of uh, those are my words but that's the scripture yeah. says chase nothing except consciousness you know um, Christ consciousness, if it was Christian, or chase nothing but, but samadhi, and even that you shouldn't chase. So this idea of, of, of operating from a, uh, abundance, right? Operating from a calm space. This is what we're. This is what we're after. Everything else is really not that important, right? And you might, if you assign importance to the things you get on the outside, 
They will cost you more on the way out than they did on the way in, than they gave you on the Explain way in. Explain that. Because letting go of shit is harder than getting it. You know, attaching yourself to things is a very dangerous, awkward, sad thing to do. Your spirit needs to be free of, of neediness for these things or attachment. We all need to, you know, not, you know, because they're going to let go of them motherfuckers anyway. You can't hold them. Right. And there's nothing good about holding them. Even when you do hold them, they don't mean anything. They don't mean anything anyway. Do you see a conflict with the, like the message of, let's say, hip-hop in the last 15 years and this thing of non-abundance and non-materialism? I mean, I th- no, I see hip hop as a, as an expression of what the collective is is um, experiencing and thinking. You know, the question about um, I, lately o- o- O'Reilly attacked me. This motherfucker went crazy. Like, why aren't you mad? Because Beyonce is having sex in a limo. I, I thought limos were made to have sex, <laughs> and I thought they were made to have sex in people who are not your spouse. So I'm proud of her. Big up to her for having sex with her husband in a limo. Yeah. That's a, a great ma- beat, too, by the way. That's, that's great. It's a fucking great song. And also, song. why? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Bill O'Reilly cared. But the point is, this whole discussion of is it sexualized, sexual and music, sexual music. What the fuck? If this is, the research says that a man has, um, thinks about sex every 11 seconds. Is that true for all men? Yeah. I mean, I mean I, it sometimes depends. I think I mean, I'm at a five and a half second. <laughs> yeah, right. right. So so faster intervals than sex, normal. But, yeah. but do you think that they can't now have a... Um, a song that expresses oh, what's on the heart. But I'm not talking mind. about sexuality. I know you guys. I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. arguing. No, I realize it. How yeah. we, artists are yeah. supposed to say what right. people are thinking. Right. Sometimes they want to lead the pack and say what some people are thinking that everybody could think. But commercial artists generally say they, they sometimes tell us some sad reality of our, our consciousness. We're a piece of our, our consciousness. So that reality, whatever it is, is expressed in our music, in our poetry, in our art. Especially in our commercial art, uh, it's a letdown because, in a way, if we all seeking happiness, our our um, trajectory and our and our collective mindset is not in the mood for looking for real lasting stable. Yeah, you happiness. don't go to the club necessarily looking for. You don't even know to look for. It's not the place to find Nirvana at the club. Probably not. But all right, so actually, no, she works there. <laughs> She she there you go. That's Nirvana similar thing. to the Def Jam. But that He's one, not, I felt that, good about. That I one. actually still stand by my Def Poetry Jam. <laughs> I like what she said. Yeah. Thank you very much. Russell. Yeah, all right. You're a hater. You've always <laughs> been. I'm a not hater. a. You think called I've always been a hater. <laughs> he went deep. <laughs> you, know that, you know that. I know you, you Russell. Uh, what I'm saying is, all right. So the first, I see why this, your podcast is so popular. Is this character your success? Is it a Which chicken and egg thing? My moving the, I'm talking about God or the, my yeah, yes. money. What I'm, you are a guy who literally has changed your world and the, the world. world. Were you like this when you were 15, or did you get confidence by going, "Oh, I just started a record label. Yeah. No, I started a management no, I company. I started a comedy at all, show. At I said, all at all happiness at all does not come from uh, um, from those kind of experiences." Uh, happiness comes from you conquering the monkey mind, the craziness in your mind, and less thoughts and more calm and more, uh, more operating from a place of, of, of comfort. That's where happiness and success comes from. But the toys and the things that came 
you could say as a business guy after having experience and pushing forward so much on an idea everybody said was dead which was everyone every idea oh every idea a, you had you put a reverend but 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 they were the first one like getting a record made and put out you know it did remind me that stick with my guns you know because you're not a failure until you quit and and i have never been a good quitter did you and i think that gets- experience with having some worldly success examples has given me more courage in chasing you know my financial service coming didn't happen overnight then nobody liked that idea nobody liked my idea financial service. For the record, when I heard it, I was like, that's a great idea. But you didn't hear it 10 years ago. No, yeah, I did. Oh, okay. So Unirush was a company that had to be proven, and it had to go through a lot of kinks and lose a lot of money. Uh, Fat Farm, there was no black clothing companies at all. None at all. It took a long time. It took six years of failure. And why do you think people... It wasn't really? Five years. Five years. Why do you think people were hating on the idea? Six years for Because they thought it was incongruous with what you had done the time before? No, they didn't know what the fuck it was. And they had financial service people, so they especially are rigid and not creative and so they didn't understand it so you would think that people would give you the benefit of the doubt the reverend and 5a students on mtv i had to call them every fucking day and stuff the money in their pocket they hated it so why is he you know why is he a reverend and why is he a 5a student i thought we do a runs family yeah it is runs family they are a student and he is a fucking reverend what did they want they wanted something negative they wanted to follow the, the osbornes which we did uh-huh. i like the osborne family and i like rev family right they didn't have to do the same thing rev didn't have to curse his family out right I also you know, like because they were like stable. And and I don't they, mind cursing, but I just but cursing him out. You know, I don't think I didn't watch that much Osborne's, but I don't think he was mean to his family. No, they all. loved each. That was why those shows worked, is because they clearly loved each other. It was the same other. show, it was just different language, and 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 uh, you know, he tried to raise his family the best way he could, and that's what Reverend's show was. Did Rev- you okay? But the way it started was he got Run DMC got signed to Arista. You were their manager, not right? Arista, to Profile. Okay, to profile. Sorry, they, you were their manager. Yes, and then you were like, I produced it too. I made the records. Oh, you did? Yeah, I don't know. What that. do you mean you made? What, you, it's like that. Suck MC, uh, Jam Master J, Rockbox, King of Rock, all them shit. I made them. Do you? Did you get produced myself with Larry Smith? Uh, you mean musically? Some of it. Just, yeah, yeah. So I understand. What yeah, you're yeah, music. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I make the people. No man, I know who They're you not are. My children. <laughs> no, I know who you are. Your brother man. is your son. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, my brother's not my son. See, that's exactly right. You, you got it right. <laughs> okay, so you made the. And you did you have it? a lot of fun? I like. You. Did you get? <laughs> my get flying down. Did you get, couch, did you get like publishing or did you get fucked? I got. Um, I I can't talk about that because of legal issues. Oh, that's interesting. So, All right. So <laughs> then you start. Kind of answered it, didn't I? Yeah. So then you start <laughs> with. Kind of answered that. You start. Then you met Rick and started the label, or you started. Then the label Rick came the- along and we produced the third album together, and we also started label around that time. What we was the third album? Raising Hell. Great. Because Larry Smith was a co-producer with me on the first records, and, and then, then you Rick replaced came him. Along and Rick, no, Larry was in in uh, London making Houdini's. Magic album that he made back then. He's very R and B, right? And I was always very alternative. We used to always try to make music that sounded like nothing else, right? And then Rick came along, and he, you know, he also was very alternative. And we had fun together, made a good album. And you guys had similar sensibilities sonically, yeah, you think? sonically, yeah, a lot. You know, when he was, you know, even more uh, history with rock and roll. I didn't care if it was jazz or blues or rock and roll or what it was, as long as the beat was under it and it felt good. It was hip hop. And Rick was the same way, but he was very, you know, uh, uh, very inspired by rock. Yeah. So when we made um, Al Smith, instead of just scratching, run it, run it, over the, who is it? Simone? Oh, who? Drew can wait. Drew who? Drew Tillman. Drew Tillman. Oh. Comedy, sir, he can wait. You know him? Yeah. This nigga know everybody. 
Well, what's he got? Does he got comedians for me to meet? From the from last, oh, he's got a whole different proposal. Okay, well, I'm gonna finish these he's guys. Early anyway. These are some important motherfuckers I'm talking to right he's now. Really <laughs> these guys are really, he's you really know them, Simone. He'd be late. You know these guys. You do. Yeah, but these are big. <laughs> this is not just some podcast motherfuckers. He's like big guys. That's right, big guys. That's right, we're Simone. big guys. Deal with that. We've got enough water, <laughs> Simone. Thank guys. you. We have a whole pool of it. Go in the fridge and get a bundle. Um, get us some so water. What is a bundle? Ten dimes. Oh yeah. Okay. Got it. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Only so remember, she's been with me twenty nine years. For real? Yeah. She's holding up, man. Really? She's been with me. Tw- she's been with me twenty nine years. Look we at were, you. We I said you're holding you up over here. Holding up. You have no idea. I don't even know what that means. You're gonna get I don't sued. Know either. I'm not gonna get sued. It's my fucking longest female relationship in the history all right, of my life. So you, so you start this label, and uh, it's who was the first artist? Uh, LL Cool J. It wasn't the Beastie Boys? No. Okay. So LL, LL dropped his record I off. I need a beat. At Rick's dorm, is that true? He sent it to Adam Horowitz, who was, we were managing the Beastie Boys. Rick, Rick was a DJ, uh, DJ Double Off for the Beastie Boys. And I was managing them. And LL Cool J sent um, I Need a Beat, his mix of it, to Rick. Rick heard it through Adam Horowitz. And he made the record, I Need a Beat. And that was, was our first, first release on Def Jam. Was it her, his first rec- release? No. No, Rick had produced It's Yours, commentating, illustrating, description, giving, adjective experts, analyzing, summarizing, musical myth seekers, people of the universe, this is yours. This is pre-Lip Lick. before he had that move. LL. Yeah. yeah. He was super young, right? You, what'd you call him? No, the pre-Lip lick, the lick. lick. His move. That's what his move. That's, That's his, his move, sex man. move. Come on, you know LL's You thought move. I was talking shit? I would never talk shit about LL Cool J. About I respect Todd? him Come and on, he's man. in Norman. Hey, also, you lick, break lick. into his house, he'll fuck he you up. He will fucking knock you out. I would never. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. You break yeah. his crib. <laughs> Don't break into his house. He'll right. fuck you up. That was amazing. I love that he Isn't that great? That's no, my man. Oh, I, I love when him. I, when I was working Such at a Paramount. a sweet person, too. A very sweet person. He, he, he's a, not a weirdo? You can't say he's a weirdo. No, he's not. Okay. He's a very sweet person. So he was super young, right? 16 or something? 16, that's right. Um, and and what were your goals? Were you just like, let's see what happens? Um, no, no. We loved his records. He recorded him. We thought he was fantastic, and we, we believed in him as a long-term artist. He's and a great vocalist. He's a great performer. Absolutely. But what Never were your- for a second thought. You know, we didn't, first, we didn't put out records. We put out people. And people were last, meant to last. Not records are just you know, short-term. You know, I say that about you guys all the time, that your roster, Public Enemy... LL, they're still, they still matter. You know what I mean? Like now that now that uh, Yauk is gone, it's Beastie Boys are different. But I'm saying like that was a really solid. I try to believe that. that yeah, we um, tried to nurture them as artists and long term artists. And you just, Curtis Blow is the king of rap. He's in Europe somewhere doing that intro. People in the place, the bass in your face. You about to see first place in the rap race. Sounds you hear so good to hear. Have no fear. Curtis Blow is here. What's the, remember that shit? No, you don't mind not. You weren't born. What's but. the story that that Chuck Rick wanted Chuck to rap, and he was like, "I'm too old. I'm yeah, not a he rapper." Was probably twenty one. What is then. that story? <laughs> it was a story that that Rick begged Chuck D to make a record with us, and Chuck didn't want to for a very long time, unless he could bring his gang. He eventually said, and he brought Flavor Flav and the S1Ws and all of them, and created the whole Public Enemy as opposed to Chuck D. Here's. And it was, you know, Chuck had great instincts. Rick had great instincts. They, I, you know, I just fell in love with the group as my favorite group in Def Jam history. I don't have a favorite of most things because the favorite record is on the radio if you don't want to turn it. And I don't believe in, like, you know, 
boxing stuff, but I can say I had more enjoyment out of Public Enemy than I did any other Def Jam or maybe rap app ever. Personally, as a listener or yeah. as working with them? Yeah. Why? Uh, um, because I just like what they, what, I like the music they made. I like Rebel Out of Pause and Terradone and all the alternative loud hip-hop records that they made. You know, it was kind of a defi- it was the defining sound of Def Jam, I would say, with Public Enemy. It's it's it also made a, a difference. It's, it it also did make something. a difference, but it's it also something. it's a very bleak worldview. The, the the public enemy worldview is very uh, bleak, and in contrast with this state of you know, do you think it's bleak or you think it's honest? I think it is honest, but I think it's coming from an honest place of looking at the the paradigm of. I don't think it's a positive worldview that they're that they're expressing. Well, they're not happy. They, you know, they they re, they were realists. They were revolutionaries. They promoted a whole new consciousness and awareness about the suffering. That's why I think community. it's similar to what you're right, about. So I would say that it's a positive thing to, to to do what they were doing and say the things they said were very, very positive, I thought. Not just to shatter the illusion of society. Yeah, it was yeah, like they had the you know, Night of the Living Base Heads yeah, or whatever. Yeah, all right. that shit. Terradome, all that shit. Fight the power. It's like yeah. that's... Fight the it's power. Ca- they were literally the one of the only anti-capitalist hip-hop. I mean, you know that's what I mean? Right. Like, they were the only they're basically Marxists or something. Right. I don't even know what they are. I wouldn't say Marx- they're Marxists to the hip-hop world, but to the main American or, or to the activists that they were. They just throwed a real democracy. Like, like when I sleep in the park and Occupy, I'm not a Marxist. I just want these motherfuckers not to control our government with money. Right. You know, I mean, we, that's why we occupied. We occupied because we wanted our government to have, a, um, to, ha- to have the people control it as opposed to the corporations, you know. So that's a pro-American thing, I'd say, you know. So. Who's the most difficult artist ever, if you can say? I don't know. I like all of them, kind of, you know, I... I mean, I saw artists become more popular because they honed their talent, like Jay-Z. I saw artists not get to be as great as they could have been, like DMX. So, uh, you know, sad for the ones who don't get to do everything they can. You know, it's real difficult uh, in the beginning of an artist to really accept that these toys don't matter. It causes a lot of sadness, you know, when you find out that the shit you've been rapping about getting, you got, and it doesn't mean anything. And then you forget that you really enjoyed the, the rap itself, that the work was the prayer, not the result of the work. And they were praying, they thought their records were about what they wanted, but their records were just about the freedom, the expression, the, the happiness of the game, the talking about stuff, but not, you really don't want the toys so bad. And when you put weight on those toys, we right. talked about that, then they, then they become a burden, you know, when you do that. Well, That's yeah, interesting. I, I still think Jay-Z likes the toys, though. You know what I mean? Like I he's, think Donald Trump likes him too. Right. Yeah, like, like I think like Jay legitimately. Yes. Right. I think Jay legitimately, from what I hear, people that know him, he can't loves really, can watches like, and all that shit. You could like your basket. I have a giant basket at Warhol, and that motherfucker doesn't really do nothing for you. Like, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's a happy person. Yeah. So those things have not hurt him. Right. Um, you know, uh, you know, I. I kind of like, you know, I don't have a girlfriend. I've been, you know, girl to girl. I, you know, I kind of like the idea you can get new girl, you know, but they don't really help you, you know, you know, the freedom, you know, That's so funny. like toys and things that they promise you won't make you happy. Yeah. They don't have to make you sick. They can just not really add a lot. You know, they right. could be like little. They're neutral. Yeah. They're kind of neutral. I they don't give think, you a hit. Right. Well, they say money doesn't buy happiness, but it's better to be uh, broken. Poor, yeah. yeah. Right. No. Well, no, it's not necessarily better. No, better to be happiness. broken. Better to be rich and unhappy than broken and unhappy. But maybe not. Right. It's not that much better. 
Right. You're still unhappy. And I was thinking about that the other day because I was reading that Michael Jackson Money doesn't make you happy, but happy makes you money. So Jay-Z, writing these beautiful songs, promotes presence and happiness in him. Jay-Z has all these sources of happiness. His artistic expression, which he has never left. He never got a toy and said, oh, fuck the rapping. I got the shit. He never acted. He He acted once. Streets is watching and put it down. He's not interested in, you know, he loves his art. His his art keeps him going. Beyonce's art keeps her going. You don't have to find, um, so the the junk you get as a result of your art, so long as you don't put any weight in it, it can't hurt you. Nothing wrong with having it. You you say, yeah, I like this basket because that's what I'm supposed to like, but I really like my art. Yeah. You know, that's what I think. I think Jay is more content to continue to create an inspired work than he is to, to, to get a new boat. And did you... Having a child. What's caring that? for a child. Yeah. That's that a seems to mean bonus something. bonus to the happiness thing, right? Right. There's something uh, on the outside that kind of balances, you know, in reality with you. So I think that they're pretty happy people, those two. And they're the king and queen of hip-hop. And the best part about having a kid, I don't have kids, is the feeling that the kid evokes in you, right? It goes back to that happiness thing. It's not, yeah, it's not like I can influence this little motherfucker and I can put my idea. It's like yeah. uh, you just this is the only person that can get this feeling right. out of you. That's right. And did you ever feel that kind of nurturing like in your business endeavors when you were making pe- taking people from obscurity into this? I like that. I always like that. Did that, that feel idea. similar to raising? Yeah, but you but, but I also feel that you always got to be responsible for the for you know protecting them from this ultimate thing that you know this thing that almost always happens when stars first become stars or you know famous they you know they they lose perspective of what made them happy in the first place and then they you know they go on tangents and have struggle and you have to bring them back home somehow you got to protect them from what happens when they you know they lose faith in their journey because they think their journey is to get somewhere but the journey itself is the is the prayer not the where you get because as they get junk they rapped about and they want more junk they rap about and they're more junk and it just becomes a cycle of the same sick sad behavior and and investing your spirit in things is different from just having them. Do you do you ever do you give them that talk? Did you used to give people that talk yeah, when you always, signed them? Yeah, as much as I could. I mean, you know, I you know, I, as much as I knew, I shared. You know, I don't know everything. Um, I'm I'm Uncle Russ still. People come to me all the time and ask me shit like this kind of stuff, and I try to share. That's why I try to give meditation, and I try to give yoga, and I try to give books about happiness, and. I try to, you know, um, get that stuff out there. I mean, that's, that's really what, that's why I keep going back to my book, because that's my gift today. My gift today is not, you know, how to make a lot of a million dollars. The gift today is how to move to, uh, move towards a, a, a greater consciousness that promotes a, you know, a happier relationship with the world, you know. Let that's what ask, I want to promote. Let me ask you this. If you, now looking back and on all what you're doing now and what you did then, if you had to choose, and I'm making you choose, between being this hip-hop mogul, doing this creative stuff with the music industry, or becoming a, uh, or teaching this message of meditation and spirituality to people, what do you think is more important? Or do you think it's all the same thing? I think thing? Every, every journey, you know, um, every journey is great when it's great, you know. And I like, what I liked about my life is I've been able to evolve and not do the same thing because I think I, I, you know, I, I don't know what I'd do. If I, did, if I was doing what, today what I did 20 years ago, I would be very sad. I think you know. I, I back then you weren't sad though, right? You just didn't know no, any better. I was sad? No. You were fucking high on dust. That was yeah. thirty years ago. So, were, I'm sorry. I got my water. chronology. I got my 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 Russell's Smoke drug water. calendar all fucked right, up. I've been sober for twenty six years. That's great. I'm fifty six. All right. So twenty through thirty, 
And that was you got to be to Russell Simmons, fifty. <laughs> right, I was high from ch- early childhood. I had Quaaludes at fifty. So, all right. So, anyway, um, I'm lucky to be alive. I'm I'm very 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 happy. I really want to promote this tool because I think it's useful to everyone and anyone who partakes in it and and, and puts a little faith in it. And you don't need faith as much as you need the the um, the courage to do it. You know, you sit and say the alarm is not going to go off for twenty minutes. Repeat the mantra I gave you, rum, and just sit and let your thoughts come and go and gently keep going back to your mantra. And I promise you, that's all the 200 pages in the book. And it's a There's re- a lot of research and a lot of other stuff in the book, and there's a lot of different an- uh, scenarios on analogies. Like the mind is like a monkey, it bounces around in a cage and until it realizes the cage is not going to move and then it settles. So, so let's just assume they're not going to buy the book. If they don't buy the book, it's the mantra is rum, and it's a resonant U and a long M, correct? That's however you say it. Rum, 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 rum. But you want it to be long, correct? No, it can be you, fast. You don't slow. even give a shit. Okay. You know, if your heart beating fast when you sit down, you rum, 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 rum. Okay. Rum. So you're saying that a person without the book could sit down and just say that to themselves and find the results immediately. If you sit for 20 minutes, you call it immediately. The first three or four minutes is a killer. It's going to be crazy, yeah. right. Your yeah. mind's going to say, gonna oh, feel fuck like you, I'm not meditating right. more than once. But then yeah. the end, it will meditate. Every mind does settle. Always settles. Right. And so with that said, you know, that's all you have to do is sit and be patient. Deepak and I always laugh about this. I said, what do you need for meditation? And we both said at the same time, patience. Right. That's all you need. That a was little a, bit of patience. That was a spirit. That's about as spiritual a name drop as you're gonna ever gonna get. Oh, Deep- no, Deepak, Deepak wrote it forward for my book. And he's oh, written okay. forward for no, the I don't doubt you're cool with him. But I just like like nah. I, was, I ain't trying to drop names on niggas. Me I mean, Deep- I, if I said Paramahansa Yogananda did it, or Swachi Sandananda, or some great those are sage, bigger names. Technically, they're bigger. Yeah. names. But they checked out. So if I said dumb motherfuckers told me, you know, <laughs> be like, oh me shit, Russ is time traveling. That nigga's real. But in the short term, I'm just dealing with people here on Earth. And so I use Deepak as a as a uh, a very uh, credible source, and 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 that we had the same simple explanation. And what do you need to meditate? Is a bit of patience. Okay, here's a, this is the final question because you're gonna go. It did you picture this? Meaning, did you know your life was gonna be important and great? I didn't know I was gonna be alive. You know, I, I didn't know. I sold fake cocaine and, I, and to people who shot it in their arms. All right, there's my phone. I got to go. I got to go, guys. All right. All right? That's, uh, yeah. oh, don't say uh, the name. Okay, bye. Yeah, you got it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Driver, roll up the partition, please. Uh-huh. Blind your rearview mirrors with the end of my sleeves. Uh-huh. The shit that's on my wrist, you probably wouldn't believe. Uh-uh. Every symbol of success levels you couldn't achieve. Uh-huh. Driver, roll up the partition, please. Uh-huh. I'm alarmed at how she's looking and she's starting to breathe. Move my arm and grab my john and now she's starting to squeeze. Uh-huh. She dropped it with knees, uh-huh. fulfilling my needs. Uh-huh. She's swallowing my seeds. Uh-huh. She's ready to go. Let's go. Partition is up. Uh-huh. The curtains is closed. Okay. Mommy nice with it like she played for the pros. That's right. She gagged from her throat while she breathed. Oh, she's starting to choke. Uh-huh. She curling her toes. Look how she trying to take it all down. Come out your clothes. That's right. I'm waiting for a second and I thought for a minute. Ain't no loving good enough to give her while I'm up in it. Tell him, B. Driver on at the partition, please. Now you're fucking with the champs. Thanks. Thanks.
stress never the sex better the sex weather check cheddar etc etc bet bet you could get severed and left at it slept slept in the trip crapping the six seven these niggas be puffing they piffing the public they digging they lessen the feminist strut and she hitting the button i dip in the function i'm pressing i'm pumping the tit in the rump and i'm flipping them dumping them tricking them trumping them but if these niggas want to spin they cheese tell them hit the little miss ac Very heavy headed dictate heat. I'ma flip out if a bitch play me. Drive around at the partition, please. Drive around at the partition, please. I don't need you seeing your say on her knees. Took 45 minutes to get all dressed up. We even gonna make it to this club. Now my mascara running red lipstick smudge. Oh, he's so honey, yeah, he wants to. Mm. He popped on my buttons and he ripped my blouse. He mana color whiskey all on my. Footprints on my glass, handprints and good grips all on my 